0: Welcome to The Female Red Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar.
1: Welcome to The Female Red Zone. This is Mary Beth Today I'm interviewing Lisa LaMarche. She is a wealth advisor with Milestone Wealth Advisors. She's actually the principal and co-founder. She has a bachelor's degree in accounting from the University of Delaware. She has worked in financial services, and she's worked as a certified public accountant, a CPA. She's worked in lots of different financial services firms, and I am really excited to talk with her a little bit about her career journey and about what she's doing right now. So welcome, Lisa.
0: Thank you. Delighted to be here. Well, thank you.
1: So tell us a little bit about, I know that you have your own firm. You used to work at larger firms, and now you have your own firm and a partner. Talk about how you got to that point
0: um, of
1: breaking out onto your own.
0: Okay. Uh, So I was at J.P. Morgan. I started out as a CPA and then went to J.P. Morgan and worked in their financial division for 10, 12 years, and after that was transferred into their investment division. And at the time, my kids were little, like nine and six something like that, and I was really struggling with balance, and I wanted to have it all. I wanted to be there, you know, home for the kids, but I was traveling to New York, putting them on daycare at 6 in the morning and picking them up at 6. It was just a very just tough time in my life generally. And I I had decided that I was going to go into my own business, but I really wasn't sure what it was going to look like on the other side. And so I started a tax practice um, a couple of years before I left. And, and when I was making, I don't know, maybe $25,000 a year, I said, okay, it's time. And I knew it was either going to be the dumbest or the brightest thing I was ever going to do, but mm-hmm. I needed to do it. I just felt like I, I wasn't, I just wasn't happy all round, you know I didn't feel like I had balance and and so I I really just ventured out and I started as an accountant and uh gradually I had a couple of really great people step into my life and and give me some guidance and some opportunities and one thing led to another and I I just kept my head down and kept going so now it's uh, 17 years 16 17 years later and um, I've been through a, a couple of different partners and right now Mike and I started we, we actually had two other partners and we separated from them in, in, in the nine and have had changed our name and had milestone uh, since then.
1: Well it, it sounds like it was a great move for you. Have you have you looked back from that move at certain times and, and said uh the joys of working in a large corporation. I mean there's a lot of security in a lot of cases working for a larger company that you don't have as you know when you're running your own show and you got to make payroll yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But talk about have you have you looked back and thought, "Oh brother, what am I doing?"
0: Oh yeah, many times. I mean in the beginning I had a lot of challenges along the way because I lost my mom just shortly after I started the business. I went through divorce. I, I you know, I had A lot of challenges, but I can honestly say I never once looked back and said it wasn't worth it. I was always looking to grow, and I felt very stymied at Morgan. I had really gone up the corporate ladder, and like most of us, I wanted to be the best and I wanted to have it all, but I never felt like I was really making a difference. And as soon as I started my own company, from the very beginning, I had a completely different feeling about my life and where I was going, and I didn't know where I was going, but I was just going to keep my head down and keep going, and I was there for my kids during the years that I wanted to be, so I never, you know, it's never crossed my mind that I made a mistake.
1: Yeah, that, it's wonderful because it is hard to have your own um, have your own company. It's different. I mean, there's a lot of good things, and there's a lot of, you know, things that present challenges, but there's challenges on any side, yeah. it's finding what's kind of what's right for you. Now, it, in my firm, Red Zone Marketing, we work with a lot of financial advisors. And there's one thing I know about you that I'd, I'd like for you to explain, because I think it's really unique, because there's just lots of success, you're a very successful financial advisor, but there's lots of them out there. So you have started this initiative of combining physical fitness with financial fitness and it's really something very unique so I, i'd like you to to share this with our with our audience and uh, help them understand some of this and what they can do to combine fitness
0: sure this has been kind of a long time in the making because i've always had a thirst for nutrition and fitness and I've had some of my own challenges. I've had a couple of hip surgeries and I've so I've been limited. But I was always looking for, well, how am I going to get around that? and How am I going to still stay in shape? And so for years, I've talked to clients and girlfriends about having a kind of a dual business. I never really wanted to do it because I'm very committed to my clients. But outside of work, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And usually what I'm doing is I'm learning about nutrition and fitness. And and I just recently decided, you know, maybe we'll just sort of dip our toes in and see if there's any interest for people who want to really look at the whole picture. And I, I do think there's probably people out there who are, especially women advisors, who see the big picture. But as I talk to people in my network, everybody seemed excited about it. So I'm really trying to figure out where to go with this. I'm doing a seminar uh, at a, a local athletic club that I belong to. And I'm trying to sort of figure out if there's any interest.
1: Yeah. So you call it live fit seminars. And I just I think it's wonderful because just like you're talking about balance at work, there's just other kinds of balance in our lives. And some of that is if we're not physically fit, sometimes we can't be as productive as we want to be. And maybe we're not as good as we could be or, or whatever that is. And I think that you're, you know, no matter who you are, everyone sort of struggles with that at some point. But it's, I think it's very interesting.
0: And I think it's particularly, you know, I always think about since since I turned 50 and I'm thinking about sort of the back nine of our life and as we go through these years from 50 to 100, it's almost like we're racing our money because I would always say to my clients, you know, you don't want to outlive your money. You know, we need to just, you know, we need to have capital preservation and we need to think about the future and your retirement planning. And then it hit me one day, wait a minute, you know. We do want to live to 100, and how do we sort of raise our money to get there? How do we keep our bodies healthy enough that we enjoy the money that we're making all these sacrifices to accumulate? Well, and that's... so the seminar is really around that.
1: Yeah, and I think that's wonderful. I've done a lot of research on that topic, you know, uh some of our biggest risks and one of our biggest risks, uh, obviously, is that we might outlive our money. And as we become healthier, and even if we already are wealthy, the idea is, well, will that la Maybe it lasts till I'm 80, but will it last till I'm 105? Uh, you know, that you certainly don't want the last 20 years of your life or something to, to not be good because you've, you planned for something else, but the wealthier you are, the healthier you are. And so even if you have money, it's one of those things you have to look forward and say, but is it going to be enough? Because I am so healthy that maybe I will live quite a bit longer than, than than the actuaries think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you say you listen to a lot of podcasts and of course besides this podcast the female red zone, what are some of the best podcasts that you think are are good for women and maybe and men and and you know to, to listen to?
0: Well, I'm sure you've listened to Tim Ferriss and he he has a similar podcast where he interviews successful people and he sort of biohacks himself and tries out all kinds of experiments on himself. He wrote The 4-Hour Workweek and I just love podcasts that interview successful people because I feel like I've always been a student i'm I've always had an enthusiasm for uh, other people's success and what I can learn from it, and so I just love that and um you know others around nutrition, Ben Greenfield's podcast where he does a similar thing where he tends to question. Uh, how nutrition is delivered educationally in the United States and, you know, what's real, what's the real deal between gluten and, and carbohydrate, all different carbohydrates. And so just a fabulous podcast where he brings on scientists and people that are experts in that, in that arena. So those those are a couple. There's so many, you know, there's so many, such a, Podcasts are so great because you can be listening to them in your car when you're working out. I've listened to all of yours. They're it's just great. Well, thank you. And I, there's another one that I listen to
1: um, called It's a Bulletproof Radio, and it is fabulous it's these things that I never yeah. thought about about you know it's it's again it's about biohacking but it's about how we can hack our brains to be more productive and more powerful by what we put into our bodies and the way that we you know treat our our minds and let things rejuvenate and all of those things it's um it's never ending but it's certainly you yeah. listen to some of these and you go Oh my gosh, I might have been doing everything wrong. Oh, what if I changed it? Yeah. Would I feel better. would I, would I have more energy? and it's, it seems to be uh, at least in my case, it seems to be very true. so
0: And, it, and it's very energizing because you can share it with other people and yeah, I mean, I love Dave Asprey's as well. I drink his coffee, I me too. Me <laughs> I, too. I, I buy his you know his MCT oil and so yeah it's just <laughs> great a great way to share information.
1: Yeah. And for our listeners that don't know, bulletproof coffee is coffee with butter in it and oil, uh, coconut oil and, um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. I, I love it. I've, I've had some actual, I don't know if it's in my head or what, but I've had some actual breakthroughs by drinking this coffee. When I first started drinking it, I had this amazing idea for, for some research that I was doing. And I thought, I think it might be the coffee. I don't know how I'm going <laughs>
0: up with this stuff.
1: It wouldn't just- surprise me.
0: Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, but but it's pretty awesome. So in your business now, um, what what are some of your goals? I mean, you've got this financial fitness and and, uh, you know, healthy, financially fit, physically fit kind of a thing. But what are some other things that you're looking at in terms of helping people with their financial um, lives? A lot of our listeners are C-suite executives and people like that. And, I, you know, are there some tips that you can give them about uh, managing their finances or things to think about mistakes to avoid?
0: Well, I mean, I've really been excited about writing and sharing information. I I feel like I was a little bit late to the game in getting a really valuable website completed, and then after that, venturing into the whole social media arena where I was sharing information, but I wasn't writing my own content. And I was hesitant to do that for a long time, and I, I think I've broken through, and I've now started to figure out that maybe people do want to hear different views on, and I talk about long-term care insurance and, and health insurance and changes in the laws and pretty much, it's mostly general planning topics, but what I find is that even when I write something as simple as something on an emergency fund, someone will say to me, geez, I never really thought about it that way. So I, I, what I'm kind of excited about is I, I've recently um, my son has recently come to work in our business and he's focused on the marketing side and he's really kind of energized me to uh, share my knowledge and, and share it in a way that I can reach more people. Well, isn't that the thing? I mean, you know,
1: I'm I'm working not I'm working more in marketing in the financial industry, but you're you're seeing this every day, and some of the things just seem very common sense, but you know, a lot of our listeners are so busy, they're not sitting around thinking about their financial lives. in In some of these small tips are really helpful. I remember the first time I heard about an emergency fund, and I thought, oh, yeah, like, why don't I have that? Why didn't I ever think about yeah. that? I mean, you know, obviously, a lot of people have emergency funds, but it's just, it's thinking about some of the, the biggest risks that we have in our lives of, you know, as yeah. individuals and, and finances affects so many of those, um of those risks. So
0: And I really find that the more successful people are and the more that they, the busier they are. Like I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and what I find is they're so busy running their business, they don't focus on things like their 401k plan and, you know, should should they be doing a cash balance plan for their own future because they are just running so hard. So it's so rewarding for me to be able to step in and say, look, you know, I'll be your second set of eyes and I will... Uh, give you the guidance that, you know, I I know they may be a brilliant person, but they just don't take the time to spend on those things. And and just make sure all those things are in order. Right. And from something as
1: common sense as an emergency fund to something like a cash balance plan, which I would assume a lot of people haven't heard of, it's a a complex strategy, but it, it can be very beneficial. And yeah, so I... I, I think it's wonderful, um, you know, what what you're doing and giving back and, and I, I find that the best financial advisors are doing it because they actually care about their clients. And yeah. I'd like to say that everyone was like that, but you know, you sound much more like that <laughs> than you know, with, with all of the fitness things you're talking about. I mean it's about the whole person that, that, you know, you really have to care about. So
0: Yeah, it's about all of us being the best version of ourselves and just helping each other get there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in your business, what's been maybe the most surprising thing that's, that's happened um, in your business, the thing that, that really maybe you didn't expect to have happen?
0: I didn't expect uh, the direction of my business to change based on either a conversation with a friend or someone to come out of the blue and help me. And I, I always attribute it to the fact that I just kept working hard, and you know, and every once in a while, if you work hard, some luck is going to happen. And I've had a couple of people who really changed the course of my career by saying, "Well, Lisa, did you consider this?" or how about if you take office space? You know you can use the office space in my office and, and you know and I took a risk and I took a leap, uh, leap of faith that it was going to all work out but i really have been surprised over the years at the at the at the people that have come along and made a difference in my life and that have inspired me to keep going especially at times when i i was either losing one of my parents or i was very busy with the kids and and i just had was juggling so many balls and praying that one of them didn't drop yeah exactly you know one of the things
1: in the financial industry you know, there was the 2008, 2009 sort of collapse of of the markets and things like that. How did you deal with that stress that, that came about, I'm sure, you know, when there's things that are out of your control, but, but it is, you know, at the core of what you do?
0: I think that it's really about keeping a level of calm among your clients and really just reaching out when everybody else is putting their head in the sand and saying this is a natural course of what happens in the markets we talk about it all the time we never think it's going to be 30 percent you know volatility but that you know I think I just looking back on it I talked to as many clients as I could as often as I could and I just reassured them that I had my finger on the pulse and that we were assessing their their horizons and if they had 20 years we were gonna be investing we weren't gonna worry about it if they were in the middle of retiring we were going to worry about it, and we were going to, you know, we might have set aside, just gotten out of the market because I didn't want them to have the risk. So it was all about communication during that time, and and looking at the statistics. I mean, if you looked at all the bear markets that had happened since World War II, you could see that the market rebounded. You just had to have patience, and and that was hard, no question. There was, it was not easy, but I think that's how I got through it. I've had clients, some of the financial advisors we work with that have
1: had, that had to go on, you know, antidepressant medication because <laughs> I it was know. so stressful and it was, it's just really a hard time. And, uh, you know, I, I always like to ask advisors, how did you deal with that? Because I think that, you know, the answer that you gave is really, you got to be calm in the, in the face of some adversity. And this was great adversity, yeah. not, not only for yourself, but, you know, cal- something that's affecting every single one of your clients, again, out of your control, yeah. but affecting your clients. And so um, that's, yeah, it's real stressful. Yeah,
0: it's a, You know, I think it's really a personality thing because I do remember talking with other advisors at that time and uh, just the angst in their voice. And I remember thinking, gosh, if you talk to your clients like that, all you're going to do is scare the daylights out of them. And And I also think that as hard as it was, I had already been through some really difficult times in my life, and this was not that. You know, this was not, this was money. I had made sure that my clients that were really at risk, they were not going to be uh, in some dire situation, and because they were positioned properly, and I think it really just came down to that, just walking your clients through it in a very calm, mannerly way. Well, and I think that
1: uh, is exactly why you hire a financial advisor, right? I mean, to, yeah. to take you through those times so you don't pull all your money out and then you miss the upside of the market and, and all the things that happen to a lot of people, frankly. So yeah. So how can people yeah. um, reach you? Website, uh, any other information that you've got, social media uh, where people could reach out to you? Sure.
0: Uh, website is www.milestonewealthadv.com. And then you can always find me on LinkedIn, Lisa Lamarche. Uh, my email, Lisa Lamarche at MilestoneWealthADV.com. So I think those are probably the best the best ways to reach me.
1: Yeah, and Lamarche is L A M A R C H E. Yep, that's
0: correct. Awesome. That's so Lisa Lisa dot Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing ideas with us today and really talking through uh, some of the things that I think we all need to be thinking about related to financial issues, but also um, health issues. And and I'm going to check out some of the podcasts you mentioned. And uh, so thank you for inspiring me. And I might just have a go go have a cup of that uh, bulletproof coffee right now, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mary Beth. It's been my pleasure.
1: And from The Female Red Zone, this is Mary Beth Kosmeski.
0: Thanks for listening to The Female Red Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.